and we're live. <laughs> we are live. You can't see us, but <laughs> but we are here. But we are here. <laughs> uh, a nice chilly <sighs> morning. Another day in the woods. It is another day in the woods, or at least close to the woods. Yep. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of hail coming in. Yeah. Bit of snow pellets. Well, it's a beautiful day in my neighborhood. <laughs> Very nice. Hmm. Well, very nice. I was just saying, just like that, it stopped. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a little mm -hmm. chilly today, mid-40s. Boy, yesterday was nice. It was. And uh, I was at a job site, and it was, sun was out, nice little breeze. It wasn't, had some gusts, but it wasn't too windy. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was nice if you're in the shade. It, it was perfect, unless the wind was blowing. But if you stood in the sun too long, it got hot. Yeah. Unless the wind was blowing. <laughs> but it, was, it was a beautiful day, clear. Yeah. It looked like I was on the Bahamas, or in the Bahamas yesterday, loose-fitting linen shirt and some beads. <laughs> Perfect temperature all day. Not so much today. Let's see, I got multiple layers on. Yeah. <laughs> and a down jacket. But... Tis the season. It is. Coming up on the Halloween season. Mm. <laughs> There's a topic for Christians. Yep. To make everybody uneasy. And disagree. <laughs> mm. Adamantly. Gosh. Also disagreeable with everything. What the heck? It's that fight for security. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to believe like me or I don't feel safe. I don't feel secure. I don't feel... I haven't examined my beliefs enough to feel secure in myself. I need yep. other people to believe the same thing. Yep. Ridiculous. And then, then we cover that under the guise of, I just want to make sure that you're safe and you know mm -hmm. you don't do anything to hurt yourself or your family. Yeah. Last I checked, you weren't responsible for my family. Hmm. <laughs> oh, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> Like people take responsibility for yourselves and beyond that, let's see, what did Jesus say? Oh, love your neighbor. Mm. Love one another. Love one another. 
But I think that's where people, like you said, if you haven't taken the time to sit quietly and examine yourself, mm -hmm. you can be lying to yourself. And, and like I said, you're, they, a lot of people think that they're doing something for someone else out of love. Mm -hmm. When it's really out of, I don't know, pride, yeah. selfishness, you know, I had it a second ago in my head and just as quickly left, but, yeah. you know, uh, we've talked about this before. I'm doing something for someone else, not necessarily to be seen, but to be seen by myself. Like, you know, I, yeah. it's a, it's a prideful thing and they do it under the guise of love. Yeah. When in reality, that's not what it is. Yeah, so my religious self can feel better. Mm, there it is. Because if I love somebody, I'm going to tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, but there's love that's way beyond and bigger than telling them your truth. Well, and it's all about timing. Absolutely. It, it might be truth, and it might be, you know, spiritual, dead-on, bullseye truth. But if it's not the right timing, and you're not the one who's supposed to be delivering said exactly. truth, <clears throat> are you really doing it out of love? Mm-hmm. You know? Or just out of a feeling of making your religious self feel better. Yeah. Like, when I was a young teenager and a little hellion, you know, my no. mom found... No, no not me. <laughs> I've, I've always been perfect. <laughs> My mom found the perfect moment when we were on a missions trip to say what needed to be said. Because I was complaining about this little kid who was a total pain in the butt and super annoying and disrespectful. <laughs> and she reached across the table and with the most loving eyes looked at me and said, Sweetie, you're exactly like her. <laughs> and it broke my ever-loving heart. And I <laughs> cried and apologized. I think that was a big turning point in my young, yeah. I think I was th 13 maybe. <clears throat> mm. But she could have said that at any moment. Yeah. She knew I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> she lived with me. <laughs> but that was but the right moment. That was the moment. Like, and it was this received. Is land. And it stuck with me for, you know, 20 plus years now. Yeah. That was the moment. Yeah. If she'd have told me any other moment... Or if she would have came at me because she was frustrated or angry. Mm -hmm. Or even just out of selfishness of she was tired of it. Yeah. And tried to say the, you know, a loving thing. It probably wouldn't have gotten received the way it did. Yeah. But in that perfect moment, she delivered the perfect message that just cut me deep in a good way. Yeah. This may be a really <laughs> poor example, but it's because it could be taken wrong. But... It's like a sniper. It's all building up to that shot. Mm -hmm. And then finding that perfect moment, not taking it too soon. Yep. And not letting the shot pass. Yeah, if you know you're the one to deliver the message, yeah. you just have to wait for your, for your moment. And the Holy Spirit will prompt you, and mm -hmm. boom, you can take your moment. If, like you said, we've been quiet enough and we have some discernment and you have discernment from quietness and that insight but if you're just running your religious life you're 
not going to have discernment because mm -hmm. you're never quiet enough to have that insight and discernment. And you just go out there and say stuff and spray and pray. Yeah. Yeah, my last last leadership role, I sat quiet more than I brought up issues. Mm -hmm. And that was hard. Because when you see something and you know what needs to be fixed, it's hard, especially when it's in your department and it's affecting everyone around you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you just want to get it fixed. But I sat quiet a lot more than I pulled people aside and had a conversation with them. And more often than not, when that conversation needed to be had, they brought it up or something that led into mm -hmm. that. So I'm like, ah, there it is, Lord. There's my moment. <clears throat> Don't take that shot at the wrong angle and just hope that it, yeah. you know, meets the mark, hits the mark. Uh, wait until you know it's going to. Yeah, when people come and ask or open the door themselves, they're a lot more ready to receive. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes, you know, I've, ha I've been having conversations and somebody's saying something and it's very religious, not religious, but they, you know, religious in the aspect of self-serving and they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. I've very pointedly confronted that and been like, nope. Yeah. That's a lie. Well, what do you mean? And then I explain it. Mm -hmm. And because if you know the people and you know how they can receive things, you know how to talk to them. And again, you wait for that moment. Holy Spirit says, go. And you go. Got to be ready to take it. it gets received. Yep. <clears throat> but very not, true. not every time. And, and I mean, sometimes I thought I hit the mark and man, did I miss it. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, yep, that's when I needed to do it. That's when I'm supposed to say it. Mm -hmm. Dang it, I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> I've been crawling up on this target for a week. Mm -hmm. And there was the opportunity before I expected it to be, and I didn't have a round chambered. <laughs> but yeah, Halloween, disagreeing on. <laughs> yeah. What, this is a whole different <laughs> conversation. I was about to say, what is worship? <laughs> Push in the clutch, shift to another gear. Well, you know, and we were talking about this the other day when we had our, you know, prep talk for this episode. And it's, everybody has a camp that they sit in when it comes mm -hmm. to, I would say, near all major holidays. Thanksgiving's yeah, yeah. probably the only one that most people agree on because you're giving thanks and it's time to come together. Mm -hmm. However that means, everybody's a little different on how they do yeah. it and what they eat, but it's essentially all the same. Right. We don't really argue uh, religious points on that. Yeah. Christmas, I think still mostly all together, but then there's uh, factions. Um, yeah. What were you telling? I had never even heard that. Like kneeling down to get the present. And yeah, kneeling down to get the present under the tree that you're worshiping the tree. And, and now is that is that like somebody's philosophy on because of your body position or? Yeah, I think so. That's the way I take it. I don't know. I'd never heard that. And that might be one of the craziest things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. not to offend anyone if you believe that. I'm obviously ignorant on the right. subject of why you believe that, but I don't think I can accidentally worship a tree. That's that's my big thing. I, I don't think you can accidentally do that. Um, but, you know, I'm willing to be changed on that, but at this point, I think worship has to be a willful act. I'm, I'm not going to accidentally worship something that I did not intend to worship. And I think there's a difference in actively worshiping and accidentally having an idol. So mm. you can have an idol because of what you're pouring your time, emotional and emotions and thoughts into it and create an idol for yourself, whether right. you work, a person, a thing, whatever. But I think having an idol and worshiping an idol or having an idol and worshiping are two very different things. I think idols yeah. can, can appear, can happen unintentionally mm -hmm. and worship has to be an intentional act because you ever, right. th you ever think about, has you, have you ever heard a message of, well, did you know that you were accidentally worshiping the Lord? Or is every time it's referenced an intentional act? That that's, yeah, and that that's a very good point. Because anything, just kind of running through the rolodex in my head, it's mm -hmm. things that I've heard that you're accidentally bringing in, you're accidentally worshiping, uh, things that you accidentally trip into. Yeah, are all evil things. Yep. But I've never accidentally worshipped the Father. Right. You know, and like we've talked about before, too, with the demoniac. You know, things, we, things have power that we give power to. Mm -hmm. And the more power and attention you give something, the more power it's going to have in your life. And like the demoniac, when Jesus and the disciples hit the coast... Even though he had a legion of demons, a legion of demons couldn't prevent one kind of mentally deranged man yeah. <laughs> from coming to Jesus. Yep. So really, how powerful are they? Not. Not. Unless you give them a power and see them around every corner. One, well, you know, there's a lot of different people out there and they make great points of, Magnify, you know, magnify the Lord. Well, how do you do that? You focus on Him. What's focus. magnifying? That's focusing. focusing in. Hundred percent. So, what are you magnifying when you're seeing demons every in every dark corner? Mm -hmm. You know, and again, not to lighten, not to make light of people's experiences. Right. Right. Totally. Because <clears throat> yep. I've had some weird experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my sisters had had some really weird experiences. Uh, <clears throat> that being said. It, are those experiences because of our ignorance in what we've given them the mm -hmm. power to do? Right. You know, mm -hmm. uh, intentionally or unintentionally. Because mm -hmm. I know there is cases to be made for when you're in sin, you're opening doors for things to be able to then affect you. Mm -hmm. That being said, I don't know how much. Right. Because, uh, you know, yeah. I've never lived a perfect life, but man has a father taking care of, you know, me and my family. Right. 
even when we were, I was young yeah. and we were very ignorant and, and going down the right path in the right direction, but we didn't have it yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he still protected us. Yeah. In, in a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's, I just think that the more, like we're saying, the more you focus in on something, instead of focusing on the father and, and yours relationship, mm-hmm. if you're sitting there focusing on what demons or whatever's, can do to you you're giving them more power than they deserve yeah yeah and you might be giving them more power than they have and right. the more you speak it well what is what are our words power exactly. and creation we're creating we're co-creators yeah we're co-creators we're... in the in the demonic entities in our lives that are yeah. now affecting us because we're speaking it right into existence yeah you know, am I not only giving him permission, if I say a demon can do X, Y, Z to me and my family, am I not only giving him permission, because I've just said he can, but am I not mm-hmm. then creating his ability to do so by speaking it into existence? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we had had a... Similarly, we had had a gentleman come into our house, live with us for a while that was, um, I don't know, stage, end, <laughs> end stage, like kidney failure and all this. Um, had a couple weeks, apparently. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he stepped in, you know, and bringing people into your house, this will kind of coincide with you don't know exactly what you're bringing in and all this kind of stuff. But as soon as he got in, I told him, okay, now, you know, are you, it's ultimately a healing is ultimately up to that person. Yeah. But I told him, in this house, in my house, there's only life. Yeah. There's only life here. So you're going to get better yeah it's and it's still up to you yes but there's only life here Mm -hmm. so whatever is demonic or or sickness or whatever else is trying to come through the front door there's only life in our house and that's just a settled thing yeah um and he could barely walk second day he was there had him on a bicycle and he's riding a bicycle around the front big smile on his face laughing just there's life yeah um yeah we expected to have him a couple weeks ended up having him a couple months <laughs> and then he moved somewhere else and passed away within a couple of days mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks something like that but just to kind of parallel with what we were talking about you know letting stuff in got a whole lot more power than anything demonic Anything wrong, anything sick. Mm-hmm. Um, now we got to walk that out. I haven't figured everything out with a lot of areas. Yeah, you know, even that area still. But that was a great example to me that, yeah, there's there's only life here. Uh, there's only prosperity here. Haven't fully figured it out. That's why it's called a journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still walking this stuff out. Well, that made me think of like you know in the Old Testament, the tabernacle. Only the priest who had been sanctified and purified and yada, yada, yada could enter in to the, the, um, not deepest, but furthest room. Yeah. The the furthest chamber. Yeah. And the only reason there, they they were the only ones allowed to, because that was the current guideline set up. Mm -hmm. Anyone else would, that would try to go in there, they would die Mm -hmm. instantly. 
So, if the father can set up a a room to where only those that are sanctified that can come in, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't we be able to set up our home, our lives, where only the righteous things, we're not talking about striking people dead when they walk into your house because they're a sinner, (laughs) but anything attached to them, you know, gets stripped away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no power. No power. None. None whatsoever. Yeah. And again, that being said, some people are really dedicated to the sicknesses in their lives. Mm-hmm. They're dedicated to the evil in their life, and they're going to speak out and, and keep that created existence in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's just people that that's sadly because of the life they've led and the people they've had in their lives. That's their existence of. Yeah. Oh, everything bad always happens to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a lucky person. You know, this isn't a surprise. It's yeah. been this way my whole life. It's going to be like this mm-hmm. till I die. <laughs> and you're just like, you just created your future. Yeah, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Did you hear yourself? Mm. Yeah. So true. Yeah, and to the point that you were, had mentioned earlier, the, you know, living in sin or whatever. I mean, the world... It's. I love looking at things from a different angle. It's like <clears throat> you you get a 3D view of it when you turn it around, and look at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. But the world or people that are in different systems or whatever belief, um, they'll call it energy, and doing wrong things, lying to someone, and, you know, wh- whatever these typical things, having lust in your heart for someone's stuff or or whatever, mm-hmm. or a person, you know, all that stuff you're, you're putting out. And I think it's true in, in a certain sense, just different language. Yeah. You're putting out a negative energy and you get those negative energies. You're dealing in that negative energy more mm-hmm. as opposed to being generous, showing love to someone, showing love to someone that's being nasty to you. Yep. What loving in any way, let's see, what did Jesus say? Covers a multitude of sins or somebody said that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so that that's giving you a positive energy. Yeah. You know, when you can tell as soon as you meet someone, you know, they overall kind of have this negative energy about them, whether it's sin or not, you know, whatever, but. They generally have this negative sense, like you were saying, with what they say, or yeah, or do they generally have this positive sense and carry things lightly, yeah, and, and not so heavy. Yeah, that negative energy, sin, whatever, it's so, so heavy. What well, sucks the life out of you? Yeah, because it's not life. Mm-mm. You know, sin is death. Yeah, and we're supposed to be dead to sin so we can have life. Mm-hmm. Draw that in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, eat from the tree of life. Not from the tree of good and evil, which is a judgment. Were we talking about that the other day? No. Yeah, Gina and I were talking about that. And and I've still got to process that. This is... (laughs) Yeah. Here we are. We process on the show. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. We it, just process as it, we're talking. This is our time to process. Yeah. You know, you don't I have mean, time to process while you're 
at work and while you're running around doing what people call life, mm -hmm. you don't have time to live. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, but, uh, that that eating, you know, from the tree of good and evil or from the tree of life. Cause somebody had mentioned the other day, I forget what it was, something. Anyway, it was pretty negative, and I just had this realization. I've, I've been on enlightening things mm -hmm. for a while now and staying out of all this... Um, judgment stuff good and evil yeah republican democrat um you know baptist methodist or, you know whatever any kind of thing where there's judgment this mm -hmm. one's right this one's wrong yeah and it, it's so much nicer being eating from the tree of life where it's just thinking about beautiful things yeah you know it's like wow i've been in this mindset and didn't even realize it like unicorns and rainbows you know yeah <laughs> taste the rainbow skittles <laughs> And it's only life instead of the judgment life. I don't know. It seems to make a difference oh, just yeah. to eat from life. I mean, how much did Jesus get involved with all the little piddly things? He just wanted to give life. Yeah. Healed everyone he came across. He was giving life. And and, and he was giving. He was teaching. And he mm -hmm. didn't, you know, rebuke, rebuke the Pharisees. But that's, and that's yeah, something religious I, people. Religious people, <laughs> he was rebuking them because of their adamant, you know, uh, attitude towards what he was doing, which was trying to give life. Yeah, trying to show love. And they were opposing it. Yeah, and he would go around and tell people, your sins are forgiven. Release people from that bondage. Yeah. That negative energy, the whatever the heck you want to call it. Release them from that bondage. Yeah. Um, in fact, somebody mentioned the other day, and I was like, wow, I've never thought of that before. And I have to go back and look at it. Again, processing on the show. Mm -hmm. Did he ever tell anybody, like... Like right now, I forgive your sins. It's like all the times that I'm remembering, he said, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. He's like, he was just making a statement. Yeah. It's like they, not that they weren't forgiven a second ago until he said that. He was just telling them a statement. Yeah. Your sins are forgiven. He was telling them truth. Mm-hmm. Supernatural, universal truth. Yeah. I'm yeah. just letting you know those mm -hmm. things that are weighing you down, they're forgiven. Yeah. Don't let them weigh you down. It's done. Yeah. Before he went to the cross. <laughs> yeah. Put that in your cigar and smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a. That's going to be too much to process right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's roll into our first break. First break. And then we will be right back. Yeah, I'm starting to shiver a little. <laughs> we are back once again. Back. Well, well, well. Yep. Doing it the lazy way, just audio. Oh, yeah. Well, this is more like a podcast YouTube. Mm -hmm. 
At least I don't have to fix my hair. <laughs> I don't have to rearrange my living room. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> so where do you focus your energy? And actually, is that really... inappropriate because if we have life and death is in the power of the tongue mm-hmm. what's power energy so is it really that yeah. eastern and outside of the realm of christianity to believe that your energy your power is in your speech I mean, it's, it's just, so, it's like semantics. It's just literally yeah. the, the words that, mm-hmm. that give people a pause. Yeah. That may, you know, that, that worry them. Mm-hmm. Getting too Eastern. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because <laughs> Jesus is Eastern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's from the middle East. Oh, the middle. Okay. Yeah. Because that's you, you, not you go any more eastwardly, then you get weirder, I guess. <laughs> it, so what we're afraid of, what we're supposed to be afraid of, is far east. Mm-hmm. Middle east is okay. Uh, yep, totally fine. Near east, even better. Yeah. Well, not really in this day and age. Oh, okay, yeah. Middle east is <laughs> kind of sketchy for Christians. It's, it's so hard to keep up with what we're supposed to stay away from. Yep. <laughs> what we're supposed to be afraid of, scared of. And it was interesting. I was listening to, uh, oh, what book is that? Uh, Supernatural Ways of Royalty by Bill Johnson. Mm. And he was talking about um, if you have unforgiveness, you it, it opens up the door to the tormentors. Mm. It looses, it releases them to be able to torment you, mm. which I found interesting. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and, and that makes sense. People with unforgiveness are usually bitter people and mm-hmm. just things just happen to happen to them, you know, yeah. and, and <clears> negative get, energy and you get set in a cycle. And, um, but also people in sin, uh, you know, and I forget how he phrases it. Um, but again, it's when it's, it's not a punishment. It's a, it's a consequence to an action. Mm-hmm. If you're intentionally focused on and living in sin, things come with that. You know, if you smoke meth, yeah. Not only will you become a meth addict, but you also start to have some physical consequences. Yeah. Teeth, yeah. body, you know, scabbing and scarring and all right. these other issues. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a consequence. It's not like meth is an entity that's like, oh, "I'm going to mess your body up." <laughs> you yeah. know. <laughs> There's a consequence to an action if you smoke meth. There will be yeah. physical ramifications. Yeah. You will become addicted and things will, in your body mm-hmm. will start to fall apart. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's just, it, that is how it is. Mm-hmm. So if God set up the universe in a certain manner, you know, here's a, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. It's, it's, uh, uh, mirrored and shown in nature and science. Right. Why would it not be the same? in 
the spirit, which is truth, right? Which is what real real reality is. Mm -hmm. And so, how much of how much of things that happen, you know, going back to the Halloween stuff and 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 uh, demons and all that jazz, how much of that is another entity affecting your life? How much of that is your creative power mm -hmm. bringing these things into being and affecting your life? And then how much of that is just a natural consequence of the universe? Not like, oh, universe, but of the way that, yeah. that God created the universe <laughs> to be. It's a natural con yeah. the universe. And this is where I think the East does have some. The universe does have not a consciousness, but there it, it feels like that because there's a reaction <laughs> yeah. to your action. Yeah. And totally. If, and if you don't have the full truth of why that is, which is it was created to be that way, mm -hmm. I can see how you get lost in thinking it's an entity, you know, mm -hmm. of some sorts. Right. Or a thing with um, a, a conscious being of sorts. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be an entity, but it, it has a consciousness. Mm -hmm. The universe has a consciousness. And I'm not sure that it doesn't. Because right. when Cain killed Abel and his blood spilled into the earth, the earth cursed Cain. Yeah. So not God. Yeah. God was helping him out. Yeah. The earth cursed Cain. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, okay, so does the earth have a consciousness? Mm -hmm. And not in a manner in which we understand consciousness. Right. You know, um, even a super advanced AI can seem to have a consciousness of sorts mm -hmm. because it's been programmed to react to action programmed <clears throat> yeah. and God created the universe programmed it all. Yep. Everything has an, it does react. Mm -hmm. So how much of the turmoil we endure in life is self-caused outside influence, mm -hmm. demonic outside influence, evil influence, and just a cosmic reaction because that's the way it's built. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if I don't exercise and don't eat right, well, if I just don't exercise, and even if I eat right, I'm probably going to get fat. Mm. If I exercise way more than I should and eat whatever I want, I can stay in shape. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a reaction just, to yeah. choice. It's not a demon coming, as opposed to a demon coming in and making you fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, he didn't. Uh, it's just a consequence. Yeah. I mean, we see it in that, but in other things, it's no, it's a demonic attack. It's a whatever. And and again, it might be. Mm -hmm. So then take some time to sit quietly and, and commune with the Father and be like, why? Yeah. Why does this demon, why does this evil spirit entity yeah. have, because you tell me that I that they have no power, that they have no rights, that they're below me and they're under my mm -hmm. feet. So why is it then that they are, why, why do they have authority? Why do they have power in my life mm -hmm. is a better question than do they, do they, or do they not? Right. Cause if they are affecting you and you are having these ex experiences, mm -hmm. the better question is why? Yeah. Cause the Bible says they shouldn't. Yeah. Scripture so, shows us that they shouldn't. Yeah. Jesus handled all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if they do, <laughs> There's a, the better question is why? Yes. Be adult enough, mature enough, whatever, to 
to ask, like you said, okay, what am I doing or that's not doing. allowing or not doing that's allowing this? In real and realistically, it's what am I doing? Because it's more of the what am I doing to bring the mm-hmm. bring these natural consequences? Yeah, exactly. Because <clears throat> it's just I like the way it says that the with the tormentors opening yourself up to tormentors. You know, a lot of th- we'll we'll think demonic, but just like you said, it's if you have unforgiveness or whatever, it's yeah, your bitterness is going to torment you. Yeah. These negative thoughts are going to torment you, and that's not an outside entity, right? <laughs> that's just natural consequence. Well, and think about when you're opening up the door to, to torment and the tormentors. Mm-hmm. That can, and was, as you were saying that, I just kind of got a picture of. You know, if I'm um, in unforgiveness, I'm in a certain mindset. Mm-hmm. And if you say something that offends me, I'm going to be tormented. I'm going to be offended. And that's going to further my offense and bitterness. Whereas if I'm not in unforgiveness, whether it's towards you or someone else, my mindset, my heart, my focus is in a different place. Mm -hmm. If I'm focused on loving, forgiving, moving forward, then I can't be in unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And then nothing you say is going to offend me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've had people say some offensive things mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like, meh, right. first off, what do you matter to me? <laughs> That's a huge one. That's where it's got to start. <laughs> you know, and like yeah. growing up, my dad always said, remember who you are mm-hmm. our whole lives before the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> he always said it every time, not every time, but when we'd go out, you know, things, it's like kind of like in today's age, it's make good choices, you know, but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't remember who you are. Yeah. And growing up, I'm like, I don't know who the hell I am. You know, right. I don't yeah. know who does, <laughs> but yeah. when kids in and beginning. other people would talk trash and call me stuff, mm-hmm. I may not have known who I was, but I could always take that, look at it and be like, well, I don't know who I am yet, but I'm not that. Yeah. And I just let it fall off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got teased a bunch when I was in like middle school and not kind of sort of in high school. And again, a little nugget of knowledge my mom told me when I was in, oh God, I don't know, like when I was like 12 was, you know, this kid, when I had a neighbor, he was a rich kid and he was just a jerk. Hmm. He was just nice enough to let you watch him play his new video games. And you want to come over and watch me play? Yeah. Like no joke. <laughs> it wasn't even like you got a turn. You just watched him suck at every game. Yeah. He and uh and he was he was a really big jerk mm-hmm. and my mom's just like you know you don't understand he has a heart issue mm-hmm. and i don't remember the words she used but essentially it was he's he's hurting you because he's hurting yeah you know it's not you it's him mm-hmm. and man that another thing i latched on to because that carried yeah. me through you know everybody can go through the same experience and and come out differently mm-hmm you know, we see that in combat. Some dudes can go through the most horrific yeah. situations and they're, they're not even phased because right. they know how to deal with it. They can process it. Yeah. Process through mm-hmm. it. And then you have these guys that were, uh, they didn't even actually see combat, mm-hmm. you know, a rocket hit close and that changed their life forever and yeah. they're completely broken. And I'm not judging. Right. It's cause... just, they don't have the, the ability yeah. No one's taught them how to process it. Yeah. The level of trauma is not what's important. It's no. their ability to process it. Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, 
which is sad because of all the things the military teaches you, mm-hmm. it doesn't teach you how to process. Right. I did have one good class on how to get rid of like adrenaline and help your brain process through, mm. uh, um, the physiological experience of, um, too much, mm-hmm. um, adrenaline. They yeah. actually taught you exercises, how to release the tension in your body, which yeah. then helps you release the tension in your mind. Cause now your body's mm-hmm. not holding it. And that was a good class. That was really cool. But outside of that, I really just turned it. I learned how to be a functioning alcoholic. Like, right. <laughs> you, know, you mean I could drink a handle of bourbon and run seven miles the next day after getting two and a half hours of sleep? Greatest things we learned from the army. <laughs> you know, Yeah. <clears throat> but thankfully, you know, and I, I was super blessed. I had parents who loved me and tried to mm-hmm. impart knowledge and a lot of it st- stuck. And I still made a whole bunch of stupid choices. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to make less and less stupid choices every day. <laughs> yeah, that's growth. That's but what I we also, can all hope for. I also find, though, when you focus on the stupid choices, mm-hmm. you make the stupid choices. Yes. Because they're at the forefront of your mind. Exactly. If you focus the, the deepest and most intimate times that I've had with the Father in our relationship... When I wasn't worried about my sin, I wasn't mm-hmm. worried about what I was doing wrong. Yes. I was focusing on my relationship with him. Yeah. And and you still got to be careful with that because you can still make stupid, really stupid mm-hmm. choices whilst doing really good things. Yeah. Yep. And then guess what? There's consequences mm-hmm. to everything. Yeah. There's reactions. There's reactions good, to yeah, reactions. You sow good seeds, you get good harvest. Mm-hmm. You sow destructive seeds, you yeah. get a destructive harvest. Yeah. And you can sow both mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. And that's like doing tricks on a bike, doing jumps or whatever, or even driving. What you're looking at, that's where you're naturally mm. going to drive toward. Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy of mine was telling me about that when he was, uh, I don't know if he was doing a, learning to ride a motorcycle and doing a course. Or he was just doing the uh, license uh, test to get mm-hmm. his motorcycle license. But he was saying, he's like, that instructor saved my life because he taught me that mm-hmm. if you're, if you think you're going to crash, don't look at what you think you're going to crash at because you're going to hit it. Yeah. Yep. Look to where you want to be. Yep. Not to where you think you're going. That's huge. And I, everybody, huge. I mean, everybody, next time you're driving mm-hmm. and you're in a safe, straight road or whatever, Look at the scenery and then see what your vehicle does. Yeah. Because unless you are, you can't do both. Mm-hmm. You can look at the scenery and consciously try and stay straight, but you'll miss the scenery because your brain's imagining yeah. the road <laughs> and keeping you straight. Right. But if you are genuinely, oh man, that is so beautiful. And then you're like, ah, you're and you swear back, it. you're going to go right towards yeah. it. I yeah. almost hit an elk today. Big, beautiful buck. Mm. Dude. He was huge. Big old rack, like a trophy elk. And he was trying to get over one fence on the other side, the oncoming traffic. And then he gave up on that because he saw me. And then he comes back across. And I'm like, man, he is beautiful. Oh, that's a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Windy road. (laughs) Yep. Thankfully, I was going very slow because I didn't want to hit the huge elk. Yeah. But it, it, what you're focused on Mm -hmm. is where you're going. Yeah. Man, that is so big, too. I mean, you've got... 
you know, I'm picturing as you're talking about that, you know, some big pile up on the highway mm. or something, uh, especially being on a motorcycle when I used to ride all the time. You you have stuff happening in front of you that you don't want to hit, mm-hmm. you know, in in that a picture of life. Yeah, there's a lot of crap out there that can trip you up. But what I'm looking for, especially on the motorcycle, at 70, 80 miles an hour, I'm looking for the gap. Yeah. Oh, there's the hole I need to hit. Yep. And you just like a laser beam focus on the hole you want to hit. Yep. You know, and that can be, you know, related to health, related to your prosperity or mm-hmm. whatever. Not looking at my bills, my problems, you know, my pain, my health issues, my psychological pain, those things as much as I'm looking for. Oh, there's the gap. Yeah. This is what I need to do. That's where I need to go, and I'm focused on that, not what somebody did to wrong me or anything else. I want, okay, that's the gap I need to hit. Yep. And, and I think that's a big blind spot in the church, in the Western church for sure, and like both of us have grown up, that it's, they don't teach how. Yeah. You know, we were talking about the other day, the, you've one of the big steps is you've got to let go of things to reach for what's ahead. Mm-hmm. We're all wanting to move forward, but you got to let go of some stuff to focus on the front. And I started thinking, what, what is that? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person now that says, yeah, just let go. Yeah. You know, you know, don't take offense. Don't whatever. And do these easy things. Okay. Show me how. Yeah. And yeah. I think with the letting go, the how, the first step of that how is realizing, okay, why was I holding on to that? Why am I holding on to that now? Yeah. Why am I holding on to that person that hurt me, that situation or whatever, and try to drill that down to, you know, I was getting some kind of acceptance from them. Yeah. I was getting some kind of fulfillment. Yep. Where else can I get that fulfillment? <clears throat> oh, in this or that you know, that I create, mm-hmm. that I'm in control of, that I don't give control to somebody else. Yeah. So now I can transfer that need to hold on to whatever that was into this new thing. And that's actually the how, yeah. the start of the letting go so to move to that gap. Two things, shooting for the gap, you're focused on where you want to go and mm-hmm. you keep everything else in your peripheral vision. Yeah. Your dangers come out of your peripheral. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, if you have a problem with whatever, name it, mm-hmm. you don't ignore the problem, mm-hmm. so to speak. You just don't give it a place on your table. You don't give it a place mm-hmm. in your, for, your vision of the future. And then you use your peripheral vision to watch out for the danger. Yeah. Pick you up know, any movement. Pick up any movement that's coming in that could become a danger. Mm-hmm. And and especially if you're, I've never driven a motorcycle, but I've driven cars and uh, my peripheral vision is what alerts me to potential hazard. Yeah. And then I look over for a second and then I adjust and I keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't stop and focus on the issue that, or the potential yeah. issue. I'm like, Oh, you know, um, when I was a functioning alcoholic and then it, that fell off, I wasn't trying to quit drinking. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, that wasn't even in my, that's huge. It wasn't in, it wasn't on my plate. It wasn't in front of me at all. Mm -hmm. I was focused on my relationship with the father so intensely 
that that just fell off <laughs> the desire, the need. I didn't have any, you know, side effects, anything like that. It just fell off because of mm -hmm. what I was focused on. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's different for everybody. I could tell you ways to help with the physiological. Cause then later I started, you know, later years later, I started drinking. I wouldn't say too much, but more than I needed and more than I wanted. Mm -hmm. But now that I had this issue with the, the habit of it, cause now it was a habit. Mm -hmm. People have habits of, you know, and patterns of you got to drink coffee every morning. You miss your coffee, your whole day's ruined. Yeah. You know, I had a habit of having a drink in my hand and mm -hmm. I smoked at the time. So it's like, man, if I, if I had a cigarette, I wanted to drink and I had to have it in my hand and the, the sugar withdrawals, depending on what you're drinking, there's all this yeah. physiological issues. Mm -hmm. It's not even the alcohol at that point. You have sugar withdrawals, you have the habit withdrawals. Yeah. <clears throat> but that first time, man, I was just laser focused and all of that just was gone. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, I don't even think I, it didn't even hit my peripheral until years later when it became, it was starting to become an issue again, but again, mm. yep. didn't focus on the issue, just focused on, you know, where I wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Bill Johnson, and, and I'm going to miss, I'm not going to hit this quote dead on, but <clears throat> he said something in that same book. Uh, if you're focused on the past, you have no time to dream. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I said, that's not exactly how he put it, but that's a, the gist of it. Cause like you were just saying, you've got to let things go. Well, yeah. how do you let it go? Mm -hmm. You got to decide what's important to you. Right. Cause if you only have so much processing power, mm -hmm. if you're spending your time focused on what people did to you and hurt you mm -hmm. instead of focusing on where you want to be, right. You're just going to be in the hurt of what those people did to you. Yeah. And for me at this point, and it, it doesn't really help anybody because <laughs> when somebody does something, you know, I have a friend and, and they're like, how, how, how do you just let that go? Mm -hmm. I'm like, they're not important to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they were important to me and right. now they're not. Exactly. They put themselves, they removed themselves from my life mm -hmm. and in, in, a, in a place of importance when they did this. Yeah. And yeah. for some of them, they could get back to a place of importance. Mm-hmm depending on how we reconcile, if we reconcile. Right. Yeah. And, but that's not a need of mine. Yeah. My needs are my relationship with the father, my relationship with my wife and my boys. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And then my immediate family and then friends. Mm -hmm. And even like we talked about this, I'm like, if you offended me so badly that I'm like, wow, that came out of nowhere. Or you were just like, Hey man, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I think you're an a-hole. We're yeah. done. I'd be like, wow, that's, that <laughs> came out see of that happening. Yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> and it, it kind of hurt, but at the same time, I'd be like, well, mm -hmm. I'm going to leave the door open for you. If, if you, whatever yeah. I did to offend you, whatever made you move away from me, because mm -hmm. I didn't move away from you, whatever right. you, whatever I did to cause you to remove our intimacy mm -hmm. of relationship and place it into a place of offense, that's on you. Exactly. That's and, not on me. Yeah. And it takes two to reconcile. Yeah. So if somebody, you can stay in that place of, I want to reconcile, I want to make this right, which is right and good. Mm -hmm. But if the other person doesn't want to, I mean, that's like being Captain Obvious here, but in the middle of a pain, we've got to be willing to let that go if they don't want to reconcile. Yeah. 
and, and then, like you said, the how, okay, how do I do this? I know it's right to reconcile. They don't want to. So I can either carry this forever yeah. with this pain or I can figure out, okay, that's, you know, I need to start processing that to let it go. It's not saying focused on it forever. It's okay. Like we were talking about the, okay, what I need to replace that person. I need to replace that act, mm-hmm. the, the drinking, the whatever I need to replace that with something else so that that'll help me let that go. And I can shoot the, for the gap yeah. of my future and dream and keep moving forward. And I think for me is I, I just put it into a, uh, a process of importance mm-hmm. for me to let things go. It's what's important to me and that changes. So what's important to me right now? Yeah. Does this, does this person has this now, does this affect me Mm -hmm. positively or negatively? And then go back to what's important, (laughs) you know, because it's, if it's outside of your immediate family, even if they're the friend you've had for 30 years, Mm -hmm. if they don't want to be a part of your life, the only reason you're upset is because you're being self-centered mm-hmm. because they hurt you and it's hard people. You just got to take the truth with a little bit of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> you're being self-centered and selfish because they hurt you. And now you're being self-conscious as to why did they leave you? What's mm-hmm. wrong with you that they left? Right. Yeah. And if you're not, if you can sit there and assess it and be like, it's not me. Mm-hmm. And you, and if it is you, you just got to be honest, but if it's not sure. you let it go Yeah. and, and go back to what's important to me now. Mm-hmm. Are they a part of your life? Are they a part of your mission? Are they a part of your drive, your goals? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Well then you leave the door open. If, if you get past, if you get to that place of forgiveness, which hopefully you will, Yeah. you just leave that door open for them to come walking back through mm-hmm. when they do the same. Yeah. And if they never do, yeah. that's okay. You know, I, th- I think a core thing with well, this too. Before yeah. you go, yes. and <laughs> I got to get that big clock up. Right. <laughs> we need one we can hang on the front of the tripod. Oh, that's a That'd great be, idea. Of course, it'd be looking back at it. All right. And we're back. Back on. <laughs> Very nice. <clears throat> It was only a moment for you, but about 10 minutes for us. (laughs) (laughs) We were cooking with gas now. Um, Yeah, what you were saying that, you know, so much pain could be avoided or, I wouldn't say avoided because we live among people, Um, but it could be processed a lot better. Mm -hmm. We can process quicker. And, you know, stay healthier ourselves, you know, mentally, emotionally yeah. healthier if uh, if we learn to be good in ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm fully functional, fully uh, satisfied within myself and kind of remove that need. Yeah. And I think a lot of the, the need for other people's acceptance, approval, and we've always, I've always kind of put that on a superficial level, mm-hmm. but I think at a deeper level, 
we it brings a significant amount of safety and security if everybody around us kind of believes the same thing. Yes. If we're all headed together, we're in this herd. <laughs> yeah. You're headed for the cliff, maybe. But if we're all in this herd, then we feel safe. Yeah. But to bring that internal, and I feel safe just within me and Father, mm-hmm. and, and complete in that, then somebody does me wrong, I can get over that a lot quicker. Say, okay, yeah, I'm just okay. They're not part of us anymore. Yeah, uh, and put them aside. And like you were saying, if they want to reconcile, cool, good for it. Yep. Um, but if they don't, hey, I'm still good. I'm still moving forward, and it doesn't trip us up as long. Yeah, and and again, when when it comes to being offended, you have to take offense. Mm-hmm. You have to take it. Yeah, you you can leave it, mm-hmm. you know, and that goes to every in every relationship, you know, with my wife and I, she can piss me off. Mm-hmm. I can be offended, but I have to accept that offense, and then I, I <clears throat> it's like a there's multiple steps, you know. Somebody does somebody and. So I, I like to think of with spouses because I think that's the hardest relationship mm-hmm. you can have because it matters. Right. You know. Consequences they're, they're, are a lot bigger. <laughs> and that's something that the the world, but specifically the church, has failed at really addressing within the church, within communities, is re- marital relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I forget who it was they were talking about. You know, within the church, if there's infidelity in a relationship, the spouse's church friends are more often the ones to be like, get a divorce, leave him, leave her. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're, because they're so judgmental, they did wrong, they did you wrong, leave them. Eating from the tree of good and evil. Yep. Whereas the worldly people who aren't Christians or don't go to church are the ones that, you know, people make mistakes. If you love them, you should really work this out. If she, you know, if he loves you or, you know, if you love her, you should really just work through this, mm-hmm. figure out what happened and, and get it, you know, and fix it. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And I think the church talks about that, mm-hmm. but they're not very good at practicing it. Right. Because it's, 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 nobody knows how to, and then, then the other thing people take, <laughs> they take offense for you. You know, so your friend, you know, your spouse cheats on you and your friend's mad at that person for you. Mm -hmm. And then they want judgment for you and righteousness for you. And then it's just like, well, hold on a minute. (laughs) Yep. That's not your job (laughs) to be offended for me. Exactly. You know, and I think like having military buddies and being in the military, you figure that out real quick because there's a lot of idiots. Yeah. And. But they're, it's like they've been through, you know, three divorces and they've cheated and been cheated on. And, you know, so then they're just like, well, man, you know, it happens. But what do you want to do? Yeah. You know, what yeah. do you want to do with it? Right. Is she important to you? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Is, are you important to her? Well, yeah, we want to work this out. Okay. So let's figure this out. Yeah. You know, and the, yeah. and the church gets so caught up in the sin of it. Mm-hmm. Black and white. Yeah, they get so caught up in the sin 
that they forget that there's people attached to it. Yes. Yep. You know, and it's like, and more often than not, there's so much more depth to why what happened happened. Right. Than anyone realizes, you know, and Danny Silk talks about it really good. And, and, you know, it's like, never blame the victim. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm really going to offend some people. (laughs) There's usually a part to every party, unless outside of child abuse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's exceptions. It, it's uh, well, I mean, like outside of child abuse and straight kidnapping, and you know, mm-hmm. there's there's exceptions, but more often than not, it is a two party system. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, if 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 a if a married couple are having problems, there's usually participation on both sides. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't justify any any action. Right. That doesn't alleviate the stupidity of whoever did what. Mm-hmm. But there's it's a two party system. Yeah. Um, there's hurt on both sides. Exactly. That's leading to this. And, and it, there's more often, uh, I'd say all the time, it's disconnection between the individuals. They're disconnected in some manner. And mm-hmm. then it, that disconnection leads to really stupid choices. Right. <clears throat> all that being said, you know, when I'm talking about, you know, what's important to you, hopefully if your spouse is important to you, then you're going to be able to take that offense, you know, in that moment you get offended and then be like, what's more important to me, my, myself or my spouse? Mm -hmm. Because if my spouse is more important to me than my feelings, it's, it's easy for me to set that offense aside and leave it where, and let it die where it sits. Mm -hmm. If I'm more important to me than my spouse, then I'm going to take that offense. And if I'm disciplined, I'm going to let it, you know, uh, fester for three months and then blow up on her (laughs) about it later. Yeah. You know, pocket that away, but that's what it boils down to. In my very uneducated opinion, (laughs) if you need to figure out who's more important, Hmm. if you've married somebody because you say you love them, then they should be more important to you than your feelings. Mm-hmm. And if you can get to the point where you can actually manifest that, yeah. then then you won't get offended. You'll be able to look past that offense, mm-hmm. look inward and say, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Where am I missing the mark with my spouse mm-hmm. to where now they're manifesting this bitterness? What have I done? Right. What's my part in this? What's my part in this, yeah. this issue? And how can I move into, how can I move forward? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do moving forward to remedy this problem? Right. And yeah. if we focus on ourselves. Huge. And that's where the relationship with the father comes in. Cause he'll show you mm-hmm. it's like, Lord, show me what I'm, wh- where I'm broken. Yeah. Show me what I can do here and work on me. Mm-hmm. Working on me is going to work on my relationship. Yeah. And if you have a good relationship, then you can have an honest exchange and be like, I see that I did this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's adding to the issue here. Why you're acting like that. Yeah. And if your spouse and you are in a good intimate relationship, then they're going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I think this is what being an adult is all about is you get to an, a point of honesty about what's important to you. Mm-hmm. 
And if you have a spouse, then they should be more important to you than you. Yeah. That's the, the whole point of becoming one and, and that union of the two mm-hmm. to now it's like, okay, relationship with the father, my spouse. Yeah. Yeah. For that relationship with my spouse to really work, I need to look at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I got to love them more than I love myself. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, oh, I don't know, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, and the funny twist on that, too, is, yeah, I need to love them more than I love myself. And at the same time, I, I can't love them unless I love myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's all true. But if I am comfortable enough in my own skin, if I'm fully fulfilled, like we were talking about, then... I don't need anything from them. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm complete and full here and I'm free now because I've taken care of myself. Mm-hmm. Now I'm free to give sacrificially to, to love them and give them everything I can. Yep. But to not need your spouse to do something. There's things I want my spouse to do. Yeah. You know, and showing me love and, and respect and, you know, kindness and yeah. all those. There's things that I want, but I don't. Now I can say that hasn't always been true for yeah. sure. But now I feel like I don't need those things. Yeah. I'm receiving those internal because mm-hmm. I have the entire kingdom of heaven in me that should contain everything that I need. Yep. So it's no longer I need something from them. It's, yeah, I still have some wants, but those wants are a lot easier to let go if they're not met yeah because i'm completely fulfilled anyway and being in that position i can still be offended at things but a whole lot less yeah if it's a want instead of a need yeah you know yeah it's the difference between i need this to survive yeah and i want this right now Mm -hmm. or in general yeah you know um very true uh, what were you saying? Well, and again, and, and then if you and your spouse are intimate emotionally and have that open, honest relationship, and you're both doing the same thing at the same time, you're both focused on your relationship with the Father, which is self-love, mm-hmm. getting yourself right, and then you're focused on loving your spouse more than you love yourself mm-hmm. because you're already fulfilled. It makes it easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus was, again, the perfect example of loving everyone else more than himself mm-hmm. to take the torture. You know, and it's just, it's not just he got nailed to a cross and suffocated, <laughs> you know, right. and died. Yeah. It's not just that. I mean, he was beaten, ridiculed, tortured, mm-hmm. like the worst of beaten beyond recognition. Yeah. Like that's a beating. Yeah. Like you were beat to the point where the people who knew you most, your mother, couldn't even recognize your figure. Yeah. That's a beating. That's a beating. Yeah. So much so that when he was getting taken, he rebuked, was it Peter, mm-hmm. for, you know, stopping him getting, or yeah. tra- attempting standing to, in the way. Yeah, standing in the way of him going into mm-hmm. what he knew was going to be the worst experience of his life. Yeah. Yeah. And then crucify. Well, that was probably easy after the beating. <laughs> right. So, please nail me up yeah, so like, I can get ah, done with this. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so it's, it's, 
that's loving people more oh than yourself. Gosh. You know, there's no greater love than this laying your yeah. life down for your, you know, your brother. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. That's it. So if we can get to the point mm-hmm. and of course, you know, and again, that's like those grand gestures because of the moments in which they come taking a bullet for somebody else, mm-hmm. saving their life, yeah. you know, whatever seem easy mm-hmm. compared to taking that same exact approach to your relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Take the bullet of their, their bitterness, take the bullet of their mean comment well, and put it aside. Cause if you would take a bullet for somebody mm-hmm. like I, I'm pretty sure every husband out there who loves his wife was like, yeah, I'd take a bullet for her in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Then take her mean words, bullets and, right. and put them aside, dude. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and again, it. sounds easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to get into the how for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I, again, I think the big part of that is being complete in yourself. It, that's everything. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the key. That's the, the golden key that unlocks is knowing who you are. Yeah. Your yeah. identity in Christ with the father moves you into a place of understanding of what's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once you're, once you start moving into that place of what's important, your priorities shift mm-hmm. drastically. Yeah. You know, the, and, and like, again, with, with relationships, if you intentionally, because at first you, it, it has to be intentional. If you get separation, se- if you have separation in a relationship, friendship, marriage doesn't matter. And that intimacy is lost. You stop being intentional with your love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like yeah, <clears throat> in, in relationships is the easiest way, but it's, it's in friendships too. If you're not, when you're dating, everything is intentional. Everything you do is intentional. The way you open a door for right. them, where you place your hand, mm-hmm. you know, if you're holding hands, every single moment is an intentional moment yeah. because you're trying to get that person. Right. And then as soon as you get them, it becomes less and less intentional and more into a, a routine. Mm-hmm. And that's where that intimacy is lost. That's where that separation yeah. begins to happen because you're not, you don't have those intentional moments. Right. You know, my wife has on a multitude of occasions gone out of her way to intentionally get me something little like cigars. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't have to be over by where the shop was, but she went cross town to that shop to get me some cigars and went out of her way to get me something little to intentionally show me love. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's a purposeful act. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's where that intimacy intimacy is lost is because there's, you get into a routine and there's no intentional acts anymore. Right. Yeah. You get into life, life gets busy. Yep. Kids, all and, that. And it distracts. Yeah. And, and then we all start again, we shift back into focusing on ourselves instead of the other person. Yeah. And in friendship it's funny. We started watching that, uh, rings of power on Amazon. Yeah. And it was the second episode, I think second or third 
where the elven dude goes to talk to his who he thought was a best friend dwarven dude mm-hmm. and he's super pissed at him yeah and he doesn't know why and he finally breaks down and he's like you missed my wedding you missed the birth of my two children <laughs> you know are we even i haven't seen you in 20 years you know? yeah. and he's like it might be a blink of an eye to you but it was my entire life yeah and it's like dang you know yeah that real he didn't realize it i mean in in the eternity of a elven life you know <laughs> yeah he's like yeah 20 what years it was 20 nothing. years <laughs> you know but that's what happens in friendships you yeah. know if we're not intentional about our friendships mm-hmm. those things get lost and that that offense and bitterness can can slip in mm-hmm. and we're not taught how to deal with that right yeah you know and like we were you know you're saying the who like when we we're talking about the storm mm-hmm. and stuff, one of the things that developed out of that, you know, was that remembering the five W's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what you've been talking about with the who mm-hmm. remember who you are. Yeah. And, and that's massive, but you can also, you know, helpful to remember what you are. Yeah. You know, we we're talking about, for, I am peace. Yep. I am joy. I am love. You know, all the fruit of the spirit, which we are spirit. It's like, that's what I truly am. Yeah. Uh, so we know the who, the what, and, and then I think very important to know the when and the where, Yeah. you know, that being present. I'm right now. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. Yep. We, not, we, not in the past. Yes. Even exactly. 10 seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. When that offensive thing happened, okay, I'm not there anymore. Yep. I'm right here. How do... And from right here, what gap do I see? Yeah. What is the outlet out of this danger yeah. area? You know, where where is that that I want to go in the future of our relationship of, of whatever it is? Yeah. Um, and of course, remembering why why we exist to love. I mean, break it down to a 1980s video game timeline. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on a if you're on a you know 2D flat surface timeline mm-hmm. and there's a little blip where the offense is if you keep moving forward where are you you're not in that offense right you can just keep going yeah keep you know moving. don't don't pick it up and put it in your backpack mm-hmm. and take it with you right you know if you're on that, that mountain path yeah you keep do you really want to you really want to <laughs> keep all the weight of every single you know of even if you just break it boil it down to the most important people in your life mm-hmm do you really want to carry all the weight of the fence? You know, that's what, that's great. Think of a fence as a big ass rock mm-hmm. and you're hiking a mountain. Right. And every time someone offends you, you put that rock in your pack. Mm-hmm. That's bi- that's where bitterness comes from because right. that weight is that's weighing a tormentor you down in your pack, <laughs> in your pack. And it yeah. breaks your body down. It breaks your spirit. Mm-hmm. It breaks, it, it turns you into somebody who you weren't slows you down, slows you down. Yep. Take the rock. Take the offense, mm-hmm. look at it, and and really, is this important enough mm-hmm. for, I mean, that's a perfect analogy. Is this rock important enough for me to carry it to the top of my mountain? Right, right. Yeah. Because if it's not, let it go. Yeah. And then, then it's the understanding how, again. Mm-hmm. Understand, okay, what is my attachment to this rock? Yeah. Why did this offense hurt me so much? Yeah. Somebody put it in my pack. Well, somebody but, put it next to me, put it in my path, and I picked it up. Yeah, I picked it up. But, so why is it important to me? What was I getting out of this relationship? Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and take the time, whatever it is that's needed. We're eternal beings, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But the longer you carry it, the more it's going to slow you down. The more, like you said, it's going to break your body down and all of this. But if we're able to look at that and say, why was this important to me? Oh, it's because I was getting that from it. Mm-hmm. I was getting some security. I was getting uh, some satisfaction, some some joy from it. Okay, what's my path out of there? Yeah. What's the clear path? Okay, I I can transfer that to this mm-hmm. activity that's actually in front of my path. Yeah. Now I can set that rock back down on the path, and and move on toward that other, and not be damaged by it. Yeah. Because I took the time to process it. I took the time to transfer whatever I was getting from that to somewhere else. Yeah. And I processed it correctly and I can leave it behind without damaging myself and yeah. And move along. Well and, and again, take a moment to step outside of your corporeal timeline mm-hmm. and try and digest the thought of eternity. And how little the importance yes. of your 70, 100-year life mm-hmm. of eternity is. Yeah. Is this something... Because once, once you die and you leave your meat suit behind, mm-hmm. your pack with, filled with rocks doesn't come with you. Right. All of that is literally gone. Mm-hmm. So why make the short span of your corporeal life harder than it needs to be (laughs) yeah if you can just take a step back and look at the grand scheme of eternity of oh Mm. this won't even matter to me right after the moment i die yeah it's backing up from it not focusing on it but backing up from it and getting that that wide view yeah i love that with uh some of dr joe Dispenza's like guided meditation stuff um a lot of it has to do with that of expanding, mm-hmm. seeing yourself what a, in space and, and picturing the how vast that space is in front of you mm-hmm. and then how all the space behind you mm-hmm. and to both sides of you. <laughs> and it's just like it, it. I don't know. It helps mentally to step back and emotionally to step back from all that and realize, OK. What I truly am, spirit being, came from God. He breathed me. We literally came out of him as breath. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are. And <laughs> back up a little bit from, all, you know, it's kind of like seeing the picture of the earth from the moon or well, yeah, I've whatever. Seen, it's I've like, seen the ones where it's like it's the out. earth and it just keeps pulling out. Yeah. And it pulls out into the vastness of space. And then it's like, you're here, you know, and you're... <laughs> And it's this weird combination of you're not important, Mm -hmm. but you're the most important thing in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Chew on that. You just got to, like you said, take that step back. Mm -hmm. Figure out the why. Why am I so offended? What am I getting from this person? Mm -hmm. Is it worth, you know, is it even worth it Mm -hmm. to have a conversation? What, you know, where are they at? What's going on with them? Right. Because yeah. more often than not, if somebody's offending you, again, like my mom told me, they're hurt, so they're hurting somebody else, they're hurting mm-hmm. you. If somebody's offending you, they're being even unintentionally or intentionally mean what's going on in their life. And if yeah. you 
if you truly profess to be a follower of Christ, you should be more worried about what's going on with them than how they offended you. Yeah, because you're complete in yourself. You're complete. So I why did this them. person do what they did? Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, Holy Spirit, what's going on with them? Give me a mm-hmm. word of knowledge so I can help them. I can better love them mm-hmm. and help pull them out of whatever they're in. Right, right. And again, are they important enough for to, to you know, so we should really just like do a... a a flow chart <laughs> of, 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 of this process of, are they important enough for you to spend any emotional time and, and space on? Right. No, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, put the rock down. Yeah. You know, are they, yes, they are. Okay. What can you do? You know, and just do a flow chart yeah. to help people. What process. am I getting? What did I get from this relationship that's taken away now? Yeah. Where can I place? <laughs> I'm getting this. Okay. Where can I place that now? Yeah. It's, yeah, a flow chart would be beautiful for yeah. that. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, just to help you remember the questions you should be asking, because yeah. outside of your spouse and your immediate family, and even then, mm-hmm. outside of your spouse, because you've made a commitment, mm-hmm. you know, even with family members, it's like, is this worth my time? Right. Yeah. You know, is this a family member who you've never liked and they've never liked you and you have a horrible relationship? Yeah, just... And it's like... Cut it off. And, and that's the thing. You don't have to stop loving them. Right. But if it's poison, mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. drinking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Set the cup down. You Walk know, away from s- it. Some things we have to shelve. Yeah. Some relationships we have to mm-hmm. shelve. Yeah. <clears throat> Even within, you know, the most uh, closely knit ones. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's your pastor, okay. You don't have to be there. Yeah. You know, you don't. Whatever it is, yeah, you gotta, yeah. You gotta. We should really make that flowchart because yeah. you just gotta go through it and and. Yeah, that'll be a downloadable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, eventually here. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Let's see if these, this thing's gonna chime. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Got a new timer. It's not my watch timer. Yeah, and it has a little chime when we need to stand hit, by hit for twenty seconds. Yep, and we'll <laughs> see if that does. <laughs> Good episode, covered a handful of things. And yeah, and it's interesting where it went. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, so, And it does, I mean, it does all tie together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So until next time. Oh, that's not the noise I wanted. It's <laughs> like a wake-up alarm. <laughs> Lame. Yep, until next time. Yeah. We will see you guys. Well, no, but you can't even see us on this one. No. Oh. But be blessed. Gonna have Find to. Find out what's important to you. Make some changes.